Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. And I'm Decoria. And today we're giving you a little midweek. I know when we, me and Corey get together, y'all usually expect us to talk about like Western HBO shows. Cause, like, yeah, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> we come over here and talk about Game of Thrones and other shit. But now we have a little something different today. A little something different on the menu today. We're going to be doing a review of Netflix's 2022 exclusive um, PG-18 plus BDSM centered movie, Love and Leashes. But before we do that, make sure you guys make sure you're subscribed so you can um hit that notification bell so when we get episodes it'll notify you and give us a five-star review why are you playing like you don't love us you're here every week stop playing in my face i don't appreciate yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> um anyway today <clears throat> um uh actually Corey was the one who brought lovely just to the table we were plotting out our august uh august calendar and she was like, you know, will she do Soho's new movie? And I was like, I was going to watch it anyway. Might as well, for those of you who don't know. Love and Leashes is a, the tagline, a cheerful and provocative romance between an unlikely pair with differing personality and taste. Wow. They really tried to sell it as a regular romance. This right. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> this movie came out in February earlier this year. It stars Sohyun, yes, from Shinra's Day, and Junyoung, yes, from You Kiss. Um, also starring Leah and a bunch of other familiar faces. It's a movie that talks about two co-workers who have similar names and we find out that one of them is into BDSM and so they start this kind of BDSM relationship that might lead to love, might not lead to love. We don't know yet. We were just watching from the beginning. Um, spoiler free review. It was fun. It's a cute movie. <laughs> uh, it's I was, my timeline is usually never wrong with their reactions but when they when this movie first came out I was excited for the trailers. I was like, oh, this is cute. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like, oh, spice. wow. Yeah, spicy. Right, a little spice, a little... I know. I, I was like, please don't be as corny as Fifty Shades of Grey. But, you know, beautiful people doing their thing, right? And then by the time I watched it, and why were they re- overreacting? Y'all were overreacting. I know y'all listen to this podcast. <laughs> y'all were overreacting. <laughs> and some of them were just like, it was so cringe. There are some cringe moments, but I think for most rom-coms, cringe is just like part of the formula. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think this is a fun watch. I think you just have to turn off your brain, just a click, click or two. Also, for those who are worried if this is going to be extremely gruesome, it's not. Or if you're worried this is going to shed... Um, negative light on the BDSM community, it also doesn't do that. It was actually tasteful. Yeah, it kind of like, it kind of addressed the stigma in a way. Right. Yeah. Even though like, it wasn't like an in-depth commentary, but it did address it a bit. Yes. And so this is based off a webtoon called Moral Sense. You can find some translations um, for Love and Leashes, I think, on webtoons. Somebody started um, uploading it, and I think on Mangadex, it's uploaded all the way. I don't know. But it was originally webtoon, and you know how we were in the day and age of webtoonness. <laughs> and so they wanted the people to come and uh, see this show. I absolutely love the promotions for this. I was like, oh, this is going to be cute. This is going to be adorable. Um, So, I mean, we can just jump into the first part of it, right? So we just mm-hmm. asked all this. Um, at first, we just hear about this guy and he well this narration is just talking about people's different taste when it comes to provocative activities and so we get to this office and we learn that both of our characters have similar names we have jung ji who and jung ji who literally there's one letter literally <laughs> one letter, one letter. <laughs> like that's all literally one letter that makes their names different and so Jihoo who's the guy comes in and he's like the new um like manager assistant manager of the team they work at a content agency for like a kids show which I thought was fucking hilarious I was like that's a minuscule detail <laughs> right that's like, funny why this oh. setting exactly <laughs> right? <laughs> out of all like the office worker settings we could have get there like yep we're gonna throw them right in there 
with the complete opposite of whatever topic we're going to talk about. <laughs> but um, we get to meet Jibu, who's our uh, female character played by Sohyun. And, you know, she's right to the point. She's on her P's and Q's. And, of course, her boss don't like her because she's a woman who knows how to do her fucking job. And he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and But off the back, Jihu is kind of like this kind of... He's liked by everybody, but he also knows how to play this manager in his face because he's a man and i appreciate that in the workplace you have to have you know male colleagues who get it you know <laughs> get that this boss is sexist you know misogynist pos and so he's like there's this like really kind of not an interesting first reaction for them and mm-hmm. so then we continue on the story. Uh, Jihu is Mr. Popular. Oh, Jihu is, I'm, look at me, already saying Jihu. That's not his name. <laughs> Jihu is, you know, everybody kind of likes him. He's handsome. He's cute. Um, everybody is kind of fearful of Jihu. Like she's a robot, but she just, she just great at her job. And yeah. she doesn't have the best um, way of saying sh- to do stuff in her job. She's but very Jihu, blunt right yeah right but you gotta have one blunt person on the team because anybody got time for <laughs> exactly anybody got time for y'all beating around the bush and so you know um he introduces himself and her co-worker is just like oh you wouldn't be interested in a guy like him she's like i'm interested i'm just not gonna do anything about it <laughs> she's like i'm not gonna do nothing about it he comes over he says hi we're like oh he's a little sweetheart right and so then in the next scene uh why does Jihoo go looking for a package at the the mail office and they're like, huh, I already gave you, you know, there's no package for you here. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I already sent it to the his previous work team. He's like, I don't work there anymore. He's like, somebody already took it. Maybe it was Jihoo. So he goes to try to get the package before she opens it. She opens the package and a collar comes out that is named has the name Miho on it. It's a large collar with spikes on it. And he's just like, ha, 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 ha. That's for my poodle, a standard poodle. It's a large dog. And G was I like... I think you, he only said poodle because he saw something on her <laughs> desk that had a poodle on it. Right. It was like the worst lie in the world. And she's looking at him like, that's a pretty big-ass collar for a dog. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think you're lying, right? He's like, it's okay. Um, I'm sorry about that. Let me take this box and throw it away. And of course, the box, she's like, no, that's fine. And then, of course, the box flips up in the air. All of the stuffing comes out of it. And on the flyer in the box, it says, biggest adult store, 50% coupon. <laughs> and so there's an automatic pause of awkwardness between the two of them, right? And he goes to pick up the coupon. And she's like, why are you throwing it away? He's like, uh, he's like, oh you, oh, you saw it, right? And so they go have this awkward conversation on the bench. Was that this? Where they like go have an awkward conversation on the bench? I think that was a bit after that. Like they, yes, oh, she yes, avoided yes. him for a bit. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Of course, the next day, <laughs> um, the next day at work, it's a little bit awkward. <laughs> uh, Jiwoo is avoiding Jiho, and he's like, um, Jiwoo, and he's like. Oh, he feels like a little sad about it, but he's like, okay, yeah, it's it's whatever, though. I think this is when we see her at the cafe for the first time. And she's yeah, with her I friends. think so. I believe so. Yeah. Let me actually bring it up. But I think she's at the cafe for the first time. She's with her friends, who's played by Miss Lee L., the fabulous actress herself. She owns a dog bar instead of a dog cafe. It's like you come and drink and bring your pets, which is cute. We can't have too many dog cafes in Korea, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so she's like why is she staring at her phone she loves dogs why isn't she you know paying attention to the puppies and um the co-worker is like i don't know she's been just staring at her phone all day we come to find out that she's kind of been looking into this now this is oh i've just skipped over this thing so she goes on a run after after they had this little encounter with the collar right and there's a i guess there's an adult store on her running trail and she stops at the store and she starts thinking about Jiho and like what could this collar possibly mean <laughs> there's like the fantasy of him that has like a suit and a whip in his hand and he tries to put the collar on her she's like ah, I can't do that I don't like to work turtlenecks so we're like oh Miss Jiho's a little bit curious this has you know piqued her interest a little bit and so then 
they go to work <laughs> they go to work the next day and Ho is like i should probably send her a text message to apologize that was really awkward we're still like new co-workers and colleagues and so jiwoo walks into the storage room and jiwoo hears her coming and he puts on the mascot of the the company they work for and she's like who the fuck are you he's like just like saying the voice of the character and she's like are you the assistant manager she's like Mr. Jung and he panics, hits his head on a, a like a a supply cabinet and falls. And she's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" He's like, "No, I'm okay. I was just trying to." No, it's like he's like being completely flabbergasted, like um, anxious and like embarrassed at this interaction. And but she's awkward, like, "Yeah, right, yeah." He almost throws up. She's like, "We need to go to the hospital. You just hit your head." He's like, "No, it's okay." And she's like, "No, we need to go to the hospital." And so she brings him to the hospital, and he's like kind of touched she's like nobody's like ever gone this far to do something for him like that and she apologizes for it. she's like i was being bossy i'm sorry he's like no 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 it's okay i i you know i was just trying to she asked him what was this text because he was sending the text <laughs> he wrote the text and he heard her coming and he erased it halfway so the text made no sense but he's like i'm sorry and thank you and so they're having this conversation he's like um she asked i think she asked him oh Either she asked him to stop avoiding her, or he asked her to stop avoiding him, or whatever it was. But he's like, I was he, afraid to go. He, yeah, he brought it up to her. Basically, he was like, oh, like, I noticed that you've been avoiding me, and, like, I understand right. that you think I'm a pervert or whatever. And then she had to explain that, like, she was avoiding him because she thought he felt awkward. Right, yeah. She's like, I don't, she's like, I don't think you're a pervert. I just didn't want you to feel awkward. You know, we still got to work together. And so, of course, baby boy is just like, oh, my God, thank you. He's, like, so... Um, relieved that she doesn't think he's some isn't, weird guy. <laughs> yeah, isn't this when he like misinterpreted what she said? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. I was, I was like, please shut up. <laughs> they were having this conversation, and she's like, oh well, there's nothing wrong with having you know interest in BDSM or whatever like that. And she's like, I respect that. You know, everybody has their different t- preferences and tastes. And he like misinterpreted this because he was on this like BDSM forum, and they were talking about. He was asking them. This woman hasn't started rumors about me. She hasn't said anything. She's avoiding me. Um, what should I do? With people on the forum were like, "Oh, well, maybe she's like one of us. Maybe she's into the BDSM <laughs> too." And so they're having this conversation. And Jiho, he's not really listening. He's hearing people talk and explaining to him. She's like, "I don't think you're a pervert," and he interprets this as, uh, "Oh, maybe she is one of us." And she says preferences or like, um, like taste and beauty as him in the conversation he's like oh my god oh you're one of us oh my god it's okay you can tell me everything i was so cool with it and i was just like calm down (laughs) it was so embarrassing i was like if he doesn't shut up shut up shut up and he just like it was like because you know that that moment where the realization is gonna come and you're just like now I'm yeah. sitting here with my fingers gonna... and toes curled. <laughs> He's like, you should have just sat there and ate your food. <laughs> like, why are you doing this to us? Um, so she clarifies, which I love. Like in that moment, she's like, "Oh no, that's not what I meant. I just meant that I respect your taste or whatever. I don't think you're weird." He's like, "Oh." okay (laughs) and and they close out the scene on this awkward note and then they open up the next scene and it's um this is the scene in the cafe where she's like staring at her phone she's looking up bdsm and she's just like you know researching it and um her her and leo's character talks um she's like what do you like in guys do you find him cute do you find him handsome are you intrigued and so we're just saying okay she was not she's into it she thinks he's adorable and so the next scene is them at this event right so they're holding this event for this character for this channel it's dong dong and friends they're at this event of course her boss is being a dickhead but you know Workers gotta work, gotta make that cash, make that check. And so she leaves to go do something, and Juhu follows her. <laughs> and uh, of course, they have this kind of like weird interaction because of the misunderstanding, and they're awkward with each other. Then they go to, out to eat. They go out to eat. They have to sit <laughs> across from each other, and her boss is just being a dickhead. And so she keeps mumbling to herself, 
this guy's an asshole. This guy's an asshole. She, and she's saying yokyowa, which is like disgusting. Um, but Jiho again, once again, is misinterpreting. I think he she's talking to him, but she's like trying to hold in her anger towards her dickhead boss, right? And so this man gets drunk. The party ends. She goes to her car. Why is this man sitting on the floor in front of her car crying like an abandoned puppy? I said, <laughs> we can't keep doing this. So your embarrassment meter is just going up 10% every five minutes. I need you to stop. <laughs> so he's sitting on the floor crying and she's like, what's wrong and she's like um i'm sorry he's like apologized he's like i didn't mean to make you uncomfortable and you know he's like in a drunken you know like a drunken just drunk talking <laughs> and yeah he, he's like i'm sorry i didn't mean to make you uh she's like but he's like you're avoiding me again <laughs> he's like you don't think i'm disgusting and she's like no <laughs> what are you talking, <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> he's a little dramatic geo's a little dramatic but she's like it was so cute like he immediately got so depressed when he heard her say disgusting i was like because they were like really they were like in front of a barbecue and he hears it and his whole face just falls and i was like junior you better act your ass off because now my heart hurts i was like don't hurt him like that and so so they're having this um conversation on the ground beside her, her car or whatever and um beside his car he's just like oh you don't hate me that's such a relief when he's like jingung is very good at this but like whenever jiho as a character is happy it's like genuine happiness like i feel like this man is completely in 100 percent on cloud nine right yeah and so then he asks her to be his master and she says no he's <laughs> like oh Okay, so he's back to being. He was still happy too when he said a right. Right, he's like, okay, I just wanted to ask. He's like, I'm glad you don't hate me. Bye, see you tomorrow. And I was just like, are you gonna wake up tomorrow and regret everything that happened the night before? Friends, this is an anti-drinking campaign. Don't drink. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't drink and talk to somebody you like. That does that. That as well. Tell your best friend to take your phone away. Don't do it. Okay. And so then the next day we're at the office and again, Jihoo is this inky, he's like got a lot of popularity. And so Ji was watching him and she's like, hmm, I don't like that he gets all this attention from women. I don't think, she's like, I don't think I'm with the shits. And so there, um, she calls him into the break room. She's like, let's have a discussion. And he comes in and he's just like, um, yeah, what's up? And she's hands him. At first, I didn't know what the hell she was handing him. She says, "Wear this," and it's a pair of blindfolds. And I was like, "Y'all are in the office," but I'm gonna roll with the punches. I'm gonna roll with the punches. And so he's like, "Oh, I didn't expect you to like do." She's just like, "I just want to check something. Just, just wear the blindfolds, right?" He wears the blindfolds. She tells him to sit in a chair. He sits in the chair, and so she starts asking him questions. I think she asked him, like, what kind of master he wanted or something like that. And it's just, like, a cute scene, but you obviously see that she was attracted to him. She's like, hmm, this might not be, this might not be bad or whatever. Um, And so they have this little conversation. He's blindfolded the entire time. And she tells him um she said she'll think about becoming his master she doesn't say yes right there she'll think about it so she gets up and she tells him to count to 30 slowly to take the blindfolds off and he takes them off and immediately <laughs> immediately <Just snatches> it <laughs> off. and she goes to leave and uh he she says i told you just to count 30 we're taking them off he's like oh you're not my master yet and i was like oh okay I love this. I feel like a lot of movies paint BDSM to be like either extremely toxic or it's for the benefit Very, of one person or the other. Yeah, and like dark when, and heavy. Yeah, when truly in the BDSM community, in most uh, B and S really oh DNS relationships, it's the sub who has the power because they're willing to let you do anything to them. And so I was like, okay, I like this little this. He was like, you're not my master yet. We haven't agreed to anything, so I'm not gonna do what you tell me. And I was like, oh okay okay maybe this movie wasn't this is the point where i was like okay maybe this movie isn't as bad as i think it's going to be yeah and so um they leave it's raining outside uh 
she's like, oh, you're sitting here waiting for me like a dog uh, waiting for its owner. And she's like, well, he's like, I want to at least appeal and show you that I can be a good partner. And so they have this cute little in the walking rain scene. And you can see that Jiwoo was just like, oh, I'm liking this. I think this is what's going to happen. Right. And so um she does some more research which i really do appreciate they explain a lot in this movie <laughs> for people who don't know what bdsm is so you get to see what like dominant submissive means and what like femdom means and all that stuff and i'm like okay this is cool i know when i first when the teasers were this for first coming out i did have mutuals telling me that it is based on the webtoon they read the webtoon and that it was like uh extremely vanilla and it's a much more cute comedy than it is anything that's like 19 plus and mm-hmm. the movie does stick to that yeah so don't be worried about that um like literally there's like there's not really any sex scenes not really there is yeah a, there's, there's one, none there's none there's not sex scenes. yeah there's a lot of um intimacy that the show displays but there's like no explicit sex scenes yeah. and i feel like no unnecessary nudity either it's just like yeah exactly it's showing you what a normal BDSM relationship looks like, which I think is cool. So she's like Googling how to be a good master and all, and watching videos on dominance and submissiveness and what it means. And she's like, okay. So obviously homegirl Jiwoo is ready for this. She starts to have some fantasies about, well, at first I thought this was Jiwoo's fantasy, but it wasn't. The feet thing, I was like, okay, people who don't like feet, be warned. <laughs> There's a lot of... <laughs> up close feet scenes <laughs> in this entire movie um but you know and g who's having fantasies and but he's also this is the first time we're kind of um uh, we get to see that he had a bad experience with his ex named hana who we'll get to <laughs> this storyline continues because i was ready to punch her in the fucking face um but uh he wakes up the next day goes to work uh and so she's agreed to be his master so they set a few rules she doesn't want him to call her master um just call her by her name uh they have rules to sign a contract she gives him a pair of glasses that this is like our sign um so if you need me or you need an order you can use the glasses as a sign which is very common in um bdsm community is for subs to have signed for their doms that they're in uncomfortable situations or dangerous situations and they feel like they need to be um need to get out of a place so um that was really interesting and so um this little relationship starts they sign a contract you know um it's she'll do the best she'll try to be her best to be a master he'll try to be his best to be a uh sub they won't have sex unless it's mutually c- um, con- consent. Wow. Why can I say that word? <laughs> and so we're like, okay, this is a cute, healthy relationship to begin with. And so, um, oh, and they agreed to have BDSM play at least once a week. And so this is the mm-hmm. first time that, oh, also they get stuck in an elevator. <laughs> they get stuck in an elevator and this is where they, they, uh, plan out their safe word, which is going to be Dong Dong, which is the name of the channel they work for. I was like, hmm, wow, if y'all could have thought of some different book, <laughs> Um, So, yes. Also, when Jihu was signing the contract and he saw the clause about mutual consent about sex, he's like, oh, don't worry, I don't have any of those, um, what is it, provocative thoughts about you. So, <laughs> for, <the> people, <laughs> for people who don't know, there are two types of... um relationships that can happen in the bdsm community some people just like play with no sex other people do include play with no sex so it's different for everybody and so it seems like in this point in the movie chihu is just in it for the play and so that's what they both agree to so um they have their first play session and of course chihu's being his awkward self he's like yeah which hotel should we go to which hotel is the cleanest she's like oh i already found it on the app we're like her mother dom is on her p's and q's so they go to this hotel um and they use the collar for the first time and this is probably the most cringe scene out of the entire movie yeah <laughs> for sure 100 percent, the most cringe scene because he likes um play where 
because Jihoo likes play where he's considered a pet, she puts the collar on him and she says to him, oh, a, you know, a dog is speaking. And so he barks. And I said, I'm going to throw my computer out of the room if this continues the entire movie, right? So oh, thank God it was just this one. It was this one scene. There was one scene at the end. And I was like, okay, cool, fine. <laughs> we were clear about what his taste is. And so <laughs> they have this scene, right? And... He eats food out of her hands. It's getting a little spicy. And they hear spicy noises coming from next door. And so I guess out of, I don't know, jealousy, reaction, whatever. I guess he starts barking like, he was barking like a small dog at first. And he starts barking like a large dog. And she starts pulling his leech. The play just ends on an awkward note. This was the first time for her. I he don't was think acting it, like like he was in, a, like he was a dog for real. <laughs> like he was like, a dog for real. Like genuinely a dog. It was just, it was just, it just took me off guard. And I'm not yucking anybody's <laughs> yell, but I was just like, please don't do that again. <laughs> it was just odd to see, and I don't think I, I don't think the delivery of it was as cute. Or I mean, or I don't know. I think any delivery of that scene would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so their first play session is kind of odd. Um, I think after this, the next day, they end awkwardly. The next day, they're at the office, and um, the boss, the dickhead that he is, the boss and Jihoo are having a conversation about this YouTuber guesting on the channel. And Jihoo's like, "I don't think we should have him on this channel." He's like, "He's controversial." And he's like, eh, "I don't, you know, he's like." And then the boss goes, I don't think he's controversial. He's just a little homophobic or some shit like that. And Jihoo's like, we're a kid's program. We have a moral right to to not invite, you know, um, bigots on our people. show. Yeah. <laughs> right? Bigots on our show. And so this is the one, one of the first times you get to see him be kind of authoritative in the workplace. And so he's just like, um, Jihoo, bring me them documents we're, he's like, we are not having this YouTuber on the show. I don't care what the, you can be the team captain all you want. We're not doing it. And I was like, period, point blank. Um, so, but as Jihoo is walking away, Jihoo can see that he's, you know, he's kind of upset. And so she's in the coffee room. He comes in, they talk, and she asks him, she's like, oh, yesterday you might have felt bad. Um, she's like, I'm sorry about that. You know, I'm unexperienced. He's like, it's okay. I'll just set up our play sessions from here on out and i was like oh, okay cool we're going this one step by one step <laughs> it's nothing i like i like the fact i mean it's a movie they can't have miscommunication for extreme amounts of time so um their next play session she who sets up this little dinner place at well, sets up to have dinner and a birthday cake at a hotel and we find out that it's Jiwoo's birthday and the next day he's like I wanted to be the first one to wish you happy birthday and he gives her a gift of red heels <laughs> and this is one of the scenes from the trailer where I was just like oh this is interesting because if you if you were here for the Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> when Fifty Shades of Grey first came out and people were like I remember people talking about this in high school I think I had a conversation with my English teacher and she was talking about the movie's not that bad. And I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, but- I remember my English teacher as well speaking about Fifty Shades of Grey very openly, <laughs> <laughs> like just talking about how like the book itself. Right. That was interesting. Um, wow. It truly was. I don't know why, but when Fifty Shades of Grey first came out, y'all, I don't think y'all understand the waves it made. <laughs> yeah, it People really just- was like a cultural shift. People were like, oh my god, BDSM. And then I didn't watch the movie for decades, right? And then I saw Kenny J.D. The do a... so boring. Like, <laughs> Kenny J.D. did a bad movie and a beat on it. And I was like, oh, he spanked her? That was it? That yeah. was it? <laughs> like, I remember watching it and I was just like, where is like the, the sex? Or like the spice? Like This is not what I, spice? I signed up for. <laughs> right. This is Where is the spice? He's just like... Uh, what is his fucking name? Christian Gray. Christian Gray is a yeah. dumbass character to me. He's just like, boring. I can't bring you into my world. You spanked her with a paddle. People like, do that with their bare heads and have sex all the time. So I need you to just... like, bro. <laughs> I've, this is so why dramatic. you need to get like... 
there are very good fan fiction writers out there, and I hate that they chose <laughs> this one to make right. a movie. This was a fan fiction from for Twilight that they yeah. made into a movie. You know, this was a popular book among among White Housewives. That's the only reason I literally think it got as popular as it did. They did three movies, didn't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they did. You're so that's, right, though. I bet the housewives are, like, clutching their pearls, like, oh, my God, like, my husband's oh not like this. God. Christian Grey, a man with money who spanks people. Every rich man ever. Okay. So, <laughs> basically, back to our lovey-dovey little couple. Um, who buys you red shoes, and she says to him, should I step on you? This was in the trailer for the things. I was like, oh, okay. And that so- man was losing his mind. <laughs> she said that was- He's like, I didn't, he's like, I had that kind of wish, but you don't have to if you don't want to. She's- so she steps on him. And so this is kind of like part of their play. It's good for both of them. And I like the fact that they show that it's, this type of play is not mutual just for one person. In the play scene, it is definitely geared more towards Jihoo's reaction to being stepped on and then in the scene after this where Jihoo goes home she's thinking about it and getting like hot and heated and I'm like see okay we're this is well researched material it doesn't feel like they were doing this for a gag right and so that's their I guess their first successful play session and so then let's see click 10 seconds 10 seconds oh we also learn why jihu is into bdsm he says that he was he he's very competitive he hates losing against you know primo macho men and men who um you know self-exclaim that they're you know alphas quote unquote and so he's like i like being able to be trampled on i like to be able to give up that freedom because i have to be so composed and be not in a position of power but composed and strong as a person on on a day-to-day basis so that was cool to get to learn a little no to learn a little bit more about him Mm -hmm. then we have that scene again more toes i'm warning you now if you don't like feet (laughs) we get to see sohyun's toes a lot (laughs) um so sohyun just reveling i guess in the play session that they just had and then we're back at the cafe um and we're talking to bestie we realized that bestie's um her worker kind of has a crush on her but they have a little conversation and now we're we're back at the office where we learned that jibu will have to be the mentor for the new intern, right? Who's going to cause so many problems. I did not see this coming. (laughs) So, intern is, you know, new to the job, but this is basically the point of the plot where Jihu gets a little jealous because... <laughs> because the intern is constantly going to Jihoo being like, Oh my god, I couldn't do this. Oh my god, I couldn't do that. Sunbay, 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 please help me. And she's of course being Jihoo who's a blunt. It's just like, okay, I'm gonna show it to you one more time. She gets straight to the point. And so <laughs> Jihoo uh Jihoo and the intern have a conversation in the bathroom, which I was cracking. He was trying so hard to be cool <laughs> about this, but he asked the intern like oh if you need any help you can come talk to me and intern was like no i'm okay he's like people were so worried about me and she was somebody but like i think she's really cool she doesn't beat around the bush and she just gets to the point and she was just staring at him and I'm like, yeah and then he's like yeah the way she speaks is kind of sexy too <laughs> that's right like, oh that's where Lord. it cut me off that's where we should have knew the intern wasn't a normal person because yeah. when he said that i said excuse me <laughs> that was a weird note to add but in between all of these scenes of jihu being jealous we get scenes of the play that they're having every week um they do candle wax they do i think lashes yeah it's a feather play tickle play uh there was also just a more feet stepping on him <laughs> uh and eventually uh it comes to a head and jihu's like 
Jihoo asks Jiwoo to stay after after work, right? And he's just he basically tells her that he's jealous. At first, he's like comes on very strong, and he's like, "Oh my god, I accidentally because the intern makes a mistake and accidentally sends the meeting notes to the entire company, and so he says." look, I made a mistake. He's just like, I'm. he's like, why are you, so, why are you treating him so nicely? Like you're his master. And so he's being jealous. So she's like, oh, well that can't, we can't have this behavior. So as a punishment, as we like to call them, she ties him up with duct tape and then takes off his belt and slaps the eyelid. Wall, right? Yeah. yeah. Which he's leaning against. So, that confused me at first i was like wait what (laughs) right at first i was i was like oh at first i was scared because i was just like for a first time dom this using a belt can be very bad because you can leave welts and scars and shit so i was like is she gonna really hit him no but she was just hitting the island right and so she basically just says there's no need for you to get jealous i'm your master you're my only sub whatever he asks he tells her well you can curse at me you can hit me if you want to i guess that was they hadn't got that far in play at all of like actually inflicting wounds on him i guess and so um she's like don't imagine things don't get jealous and so he's like you can curse at me you can hit me for real um She's like, if that's, you know, you know, hitting me for real is too hard, you can just kick me and curse me. And so she goes on a, a whole cursing plant. And obviously homegirl Jewel needed it because she just started cussing. And she was basically cussing at him like she was cussing at her boss. And so they go into the office and, you know, make a mess. And then, uh, well, not make a mess, like, fuck or anything. She, like, throws papers, stands on her boss's desk. And um, is basically cussing at jihu who obviously is in heaven and so then because they're being loud in the office at nighttime the security guard comes around and they have to hide but then they leave the office and they're like happy and it's a really cute moment and uh she's like i got all excited she's like i haven't cussed like that like just like outright in a moment so i guess that was freeing for the both of them and so we go back to Jiwoo's house and we were seeing more signs of her falling in love or falling in like with Jihoo. She remembers, you know, laying against him and she's constantly remembering their moments. Also, did they kiss in the car or was that her imagination? <laughs> I don't think they kissed until that one time that we're going to talk about later. But yeah, I think she does imagine that. I'm pretty sure she does. So homegirl's falling a little hard. Um, so the next day, um, she starts asking Jihoo for daily reports. So he takes pictures of what he's eating and sends it to her. <laughs> when the intern asks him, again, should have been a time when the intern, <laughs> we should have known the intern was not a normal person. Um, but he asks Jihu, um, oh, do you like have an Instagram? Why are you taking a picture of your food? He's like, oh, no, I have a personal trainer. Gotta, you know, watch my figure or whatever. And I was like, haha, this is funny. And so they continue to try new things in their play session. So Hyun even buys more clothes because, I mean, you gotta have an outfit if you're gonna be a dom. That's probably the best part is to dress up. And so this is the first scene where she's like giving him actual injuries um with the this is not a cat is this a cat and nine still this is a cat and nine still um whatever it is it's a whip it's a lash and so she whips him and then they showed aftercare which was what i was waiting for because they've done so many play sessions but aftercare is very important not just for the sub but for the dom also it's you know the part of the play session where you take care of your partner so no psychological or physical trauma is left for either party and so she's talking to him um and she she asks him do you really like having you know these wounds having blood come out um and they talk about his ex and she says um i think she says i don't understand and Jihoo was just like he was talking about his ex and how his ex was very hurt by um him, I guess, coming out as somebody who's into 
Yeah, she was very disgusted by it. Yeah, she kept calling him a pervert. She was very disgusted by it. And told him that and he needed to get therapy and everything. Girl, she's a, a case, work. <laughs> a piece of work. Um, So he says that, and then Jiwoo says, oh, I don't understand. And Jiwoo immediately was just like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe she wouldn't understand me wanting to get these wounds. And she's like, I don't understand your girlfriend and why she would hate be disgusted with you over something like this um and so g is really happy but they have this kind of like he ends the conversation and it's very clearly that to him this is a more just d and s relationship and not d and s plus dating and so that was the first time Julia was kind of like hmm this is you know what are we what are we doing because she was like being really concerned for him and he got up and said thank you for your hardware thank you so much and then he goes in the bathroom to get cleaned up and so Julia's kind of like having you know complicated thoughts she's a part of it her really likes it because she can't get it out of her head a part of her can't believe what she's actually doing with this guy and so she, of course, this is probably coming from somebody who's always, always seen BDSM associated with sex as well. And so she's confused by what kind of relationship they have. And so she goes on this forum where she's talking to this person and she's like, is it normal to have um play as hard as we do without sex? And the person was like, well, it's a case by case. It's a situation by situation. But like any of the day, what do you want? Like it's important to cater to your partner, but uh, you shouldn't be doing anything that you don't want to do or be in a situation that you think is too complicated or too hard for you emotionally. And so Jiwoo goes on another run. Running is her favorite thing to do. She runs into her friend's worker. They have a little chit-chat and he, she's like, oh, is Bestie out on a date again? She's like, yeah, she's out on a date. She's like, well, you should, you know, shoot your shot. And he's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I just know she's not going to like me. And so they just have um conversation and she re- remembered that Bestie was going to, I was about to say the Botanical Gardens. That is not where she was going. <laughs> they are not in Georgia. <laughs> but they were like going to some gardens, atrium or something. And so she asks Ju um, on a sudden date. She was really happy. He's getting ready for his date. And guess who calls? A bitch named Hannah. And a bitch of named course. Hannah's like, <laughs> right. A bitch named Hannah is just like, yo, I'm in town. Buy me some noodles. And he's like, sorry, I'm. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you're pretending to be busy that you don't answer my calls anymore. You called him a pervert. Told him, like, <laughs> at this point in the story, we just know that Hannah was disgusted with him, right? Yeah. And so the fact that, okay, also, FYI, she did call him the reason that they were talking about her in the first place in the scene before is because she called him and now she's calling him again. And I'm like, for a bitch who don't like this man and called him a pervert and broke up with him, you're calling a lot, Miss Thang. And so she's like, I'm in town. Buy me some noodles. Stop pretending you're busy. He's like, sorry, I have a date. I gotta go. And she's like, hmm. She hangs up the phone and she's pissed off about it, right? Um, But he goes on his date to the garden with uh Jiwoo anyway they go and she decides that they're going to she's like oh we're here for a play session not a date um well she says that after Jiwoo well first Jiwoo says oh there's a lot of people out here on date I guess because of the weather the weather and then Jiwoo goes oh well people see it's like that too no shit Sherlock anyway <laughs> but Jiwoo's like oh no you know but we're not here on a date we're here for play and I'm like I don't at a at an like <laughs> at a garden. What do you mean? So like, she, what are you? <laughs> what could you possibly be doing? Right, because the number one taboo in the BDSM community is keep that shit to yourself. Do not force your kink on other people. Um. So what does she do? She handcuffs them together, and I was like, "Oh, this is cute." She's like, "Your whole order for today is not to leave my side," and I was just like, "Oh, this is adorable." So they go on this date. Um they eat lunch it's people are staring at because she's constantly feeding him um but it's cute and then isn't there another couple in the background like taking yes. notes like oh she, i should feed you huh or something like he's that. like because the girlfriend's just like oh my god i can't believe she's feeding him and then wiping his mouth and the boyfriend's like do you want me to feed you was that what that, <laughs> was, that, what that was so while they're at lunch on their little play date um 
best friend actually sees them going together, right? And she calls Jibu because she's also here on a date. And so she meets this guy and he's like, oh, are you Penguin? She's like, oh yeah, hi, cool. So they go to this um, S&M hotel and she was like, oh, this is a nice place. And I'm like, oh, okay, Bessie's into the scene too. So Jibu has a place to talk to once everything is figured out. But Bessie's a sub. And so she goes on this date with this guy and they go into this hotel room and immediately the guy's pulled down his pants, pulls out his belt. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not, <laughs> was not in the conversation that we were talking about. What the fuck? And so she tries to call Jibu and uh, Jibu doesn't answer the phone on the first call. And she's like, ha. So she's like trying to improvise. She calls again. She pulls out a rope. She's trying to talk to this guy. You know, bondage, bondage. We can do bondage. And so when she realizes that Jiwoo has answered the phone, Jiwoo is like, um, she says, I'm here at this hotel in room 605. Now, because Jiwoo is answering this call quickly, um, the handcuffs get exposed. And so everybody in the, the restaurant is staring at them. But because her friend is in trouble, they're like, oh, we got to go. Oh, wait, no. So when she tried to answer the phone the first time, that's when the handcuffs got exposed. The second time, they're walking back to the car, and she, she's like, yeah, let's just go to the car and unlock the... She's like, our date's kind of ruined. But Bessie sends out a signal, and both of them are like, oh, let's book it. So they hop in the car, they get to the hotel, they bang it on the door, the manager opens the... Well, homegirl opens the door, and basically she's already got this piece of shit tied up on the bed. And she's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. He was just like, you know, and so she, Leo's character goes to grab the dude by the head. And she says, if you even try to, to make a scene about this, I've already taken pictures of your face and you tied up. So don't try that shit again. She's like, and just because I'm a sub doesn't mean you can do whatever the fuck you want to me. And I was like, yeah, sister. And so they leave. We get in the car. Leo has a breakdown. She's like, he's a bastard. He's a fake dom. This happens often in the community where, you know, six son of a bitches who think people who want to be subs are just want to be, you know, rape play and shit like that. And that's yeah, exactly. That goes. Because that's what he so, did at first, too. Like, he, was, yeah, yeah. he literally said, like, you like it forced on you, right? And that's when, like, shit started she getting was like, scary. Yeah, she was like, uh, no. <laughs> Um, so, uh, most people who are in the BDSM community understand it's all about consent. Consent is a big part of it. Consent's what, make, what makes it sexy. Um, if you want to force anybody, you're a rapist and you deserve jail. And so, they're in this, they're having this conversation and Jihu is, you know, empathizing with her because he's also a male sub and he's just like, yeah, those people, you know, deserve to be locked up. They're sons of bitches and Jihu is feeling bad because she feels like she's pretend, a pretender like them, which is not the truth. But she's feeling bad. Um, and so, let's see. After this, um, Jihu goes home and she's just having a hard time, kind of emotionally and mentally um, Especially since I didn't mention this, but especially since she confessed, but then Jihu was Jihu was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to date. Um and so she's kind of in this weird grounding of she likes this guy, but he doesn't want to date. Do they still become partners? Are they still um BDSM partners? All this confusing stuff, right? And so we get back to Jihu, who's at his apartment and we get a flashback to him and Hana and Hana was just like, what the fuck? Are you? you know, she's asked, she, he says to her, you know, I really thought a long time about this. I want to tell you, you know, it's just like the biting and the, the spanking we kind of do, but a little bit more. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, don't you see a psychiatrist? And I was like, how do you say that to someone that you're dating? Just because they like BDSM. And so, right. She's like, don't you just see a psychiatrist? Like, what happened to you when you were young? And I was like, babe, nothing, probably the fuck. <laughs> Again, the movie is doing a good job of pointing out a lot of the extreme stereotypes about people who are into um, SM or BDSM relationships. And it's like, really, truly not. Um, not everybody has psychological trauma. People just like what they like. And. And she's saying all this shit. She calls him a pervert. And she's like, oh, all she she also accuses him of never enjoying 
the sex that they had when they were a couple. And I was just like, that's a very big statement to make. But again, it's showing you his trauma with relationships and probably why him and why he told Jiwoo no, right? So the next day at work is a little odd. Um, and we flash back to a conversation between Jiwoo and Bestie. And she's Bestie just like, well, you know, some people date doing their DNS partners, but it's not easy because, you know, some people just want to play separate. And when emotions get involved, it can be, you know, difficult for the people involved if they're not experienced, if they don't know what they're doing. Um, and Jiwoo talks about how she feels, like, embarrassed and because she thought that um, Jiwoo would say yes. And he didn't say yes, and she was just like, this is, you know, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> She's very unsure about herself. And so um, there's a cute little scene between Bestie and her worker. But mm, we're back to work. They're still avoiding each other. And her colleagues are like, did y'all fight? <laughs> it's, And both of them are like, oh, is it that obvious that we're not talking to each other? Yes. A hundred and ten percent is very obviously that something's wrong. Um so the, they're the only two left in the workplace. And um Jiwoo finally tells Jiwoo we'll have our last play session as scheduled per our three month contract. And so they're both preparing for this last, you know, all go out. Jiwoo's preparing these ropes. She's going to attempt bondage. Jiwoo's preparing dinner. You know, it's just a very touching scene that they both are invested in this relationship. And of course, on the day of the last play session, dook, 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 who comes a knocking? A bitch named Hannah. Uninvited. Bitch's timing is impeccable. And so... She basically comes, she's like, I broke up with my boyfriend. Um, I'm here to drink. She's like, my Hold friend. On, like, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> I'm like, okay. My friends won't listen to me have these conversations anymore. And you owe me a debt. A debt that can't be repaid. And I was like, what fucking debt? You Wait. selfish bitch. I was so confused about her character. And I kind of want to read the webtoon to see if she's written the same way. Because how are you going to break up with a man? accuse him of having mental illness issues for liking BDSM then constantly call him and barge into his house like this to be like you owe me a debt a debt of what sis and he's um she's like it hurt when we broke up and I was like who hurt who (laughs) you're the one that couldn't it seemed like didn't even have a proper conversation or communication or didn't even give each other proper closure on your breakup you literally called him a pervert and walked out and you know he's telling her this and she's like i was hurt too um and i was just like i don't understand why they're trying to justify her character's anger because then she starts throwing shit on the ground and she's like nobody will love you genuinely and i was like bitch what (laughs) and i'm i was upset because i guess jihu accepts this kind of reaction from Hannah because he feels like him coming out was wrong in some extent and he feels like he hurt her whatever it was her her reaction to all of this is just bullshit right as she's leaving of course Jiwoo pulls up he's like oh did you see her and she's like yeah but we're still gonna do this play session so she ties him up in bondage things are getting spicy she's like this is our last play session so let's go all out and jihu kisses jihu which only confuses her more she's like stop i can't do this anymore oh he's like oh i'm you know i'm sorry i felt like he was kissing her to please her i don't know it felt like a really but i also was registering that they should have rescheduled the play session because he was not emotionally (laughs) in the right headspace to do anything with anybody that day and so Jiwoo stops it she's like um I can't I can't do this you know she's he says sorry and she's like what are you sorry for you know that bigger question is are you sorry for what just happened today are you sorry that you won't date me are you sorry like what are you sorry for and she unties him and leaves and so this is um he makes this really 
I guess, metaphorical statement about her being the sun, him being Mars. And she's his son. And so he just like shrank up like coral and burned in front of her. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. But um, they're both kind of sad. Jiwoo goes home. She cries. Um, the next day at work, I really, sh- we really, they dropped so many hits about this goddamn intern that we shouldn't really know. Because the next day, um, Jiwoo doesn't wear the glasses that Jiwoo gave him. And so the intern's like, wear your glasses. You're special lucky charm. And um, also, I love Jiwoo's mom, who was like constantly concerned about her daughter. Um didn't make any assumptions like she saw her daughter in front of the adult store she's like you want to go in mom will buy you something for you yes. <laughs> that, was <cute. laughs> she, she, that was cute but jiwoo stays home from work she's like um she's like when things don't go your way don't get too worked up about it that's just how the world you know turns and jihoo actually goes to bestie and it's just like crying and um he's like she's well he's not crying he's like drunk and basically looking for her I'm a companion and he's just like she's not even one of us I shouldn't have asked her to do this she's like she's like she and Bestie's like well you think highly of yourself because <laughs> that was 100% Jiwoo's decision like you don't know how long and hard she researched and thought about this she didn't even want to invite you out to dinner because she thought it would be a power imbalance like she's really thoughtful um and she's asked her why he likes Jiwoo and why he asked her to be his master. She's like, but do you like her as just a sub or do you like her as like man and woman? And so that gets, she's like, you should really take, take um control of your, you know, take responsibility for your emotions in the situation as well. I was like, okay, bestie, we love that. Um, And so then <laughs> we're at the intern, right? The intern is alone at the office and I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? Why would this man he just sent an email. The email read Jiwoo Sunbay or Jiwoo, I think it was Jiwoo Sunbay. Watch out. There are people who would, uh, there were people who would judge you or something like that. And I was just like, let me actually read what it says since I'm at the scene real quick. I didn't even understand why he did that. Like, I, I still right? don't understand like, why. Careful for watchful eyes at work. That's what he said. I think his intention to send it was to be just like, to her or something yeah to be like um i i guess to another t- t- talking point because if somebody else office at the office knows that means the two of them have to start talking again i guess that was his first intention but of course since this bitch is new at the job what does he do send the email to the entire office and what's in the email a voice recording of their punishment that happened in the coffee room. I, when I happened, I was like, I paused the movie. I was like, <gasps> I was like, why does he have that? Why do you have it? And why would you send it over email? I was just like, why would you send it over email? Why would you send it to your, it was just, I was just, God, I was like, why would you send him your work email? Why don't you just make a throwaway email account and send it to her like that? I was just thinking of so much shit. I was like, why could you just leave my children alone? <laughs> of course, were they wrong for having a PlayStation at work? Sure. Did they deserve to get blasted? <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> like, not. To the entire office, too, which is like, really? You couldn't have, like, put her aside in public and, like, hey, can I talk to you real quick? I. You know, I saw something. Maybe I let you know so you'd be aware of it. Like, really? Mm-hmm. You had to do this? It was so stupid. So, of course. He has her phone number, too. Which is like... There were so many other ways to do this. Of course, the whole office turns upside down. They're judging her. Um, both of them are gonna... Uh, both of them are gonna be potentially fired there's rumors going around about her people are making snide ass remarks and i was just like rolling my eyes the entire time i was like you prunes if anybody got a hold of your search history you'd all be fucked okay (laughs) um of course people are making disgusting remarks and you know Jihoo goes to see her and knocks on the door. She's like, oh, I'm her colleague. Well, she won't answer her calls. And mom's like, are you just a colleague? Because if you were a colleague, she sure would have picked up the phone. And I was like, mama, be on your P's and Q's. 
We love this. And so, um, Jihoo and Jiwoo are both in different, you know, they're both being sad, being not talking to each other. Um, and, you know, we get to hear Jihoo's inner monologue about how he was scared to show people his true nature and that he shouldn't have done this to her. And so then, I guess, at the, what do you call this, a resignation meeting? Or meeting with the upper executives or whatever. Termination meeting or something? Yeah, termination they meeting. they right? Right. So they're both here, and <laughs> the executives are like, okay, you guys have to tell us in detail what relationship, kind of relationship you're in, so we can figure out what the hell is going on. And I'm like, I don't think you need to know that in detail. <laughs> Um, but of course they're making snide remarks about how a man at first can be led by a woman a couple times, but then they're going to lose fire. It's just some ridiculous, dumbass, misogynistic remarks. And, and this, of course, Jiho has to be his awkward self to the very fucking end. This is where he decides to take a stand and be like, that's enough. Stop talking about it. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, sure. I'll tell you. I'm a sub, and I asked her to be my master, and did it. This she starts using his sake word. He's like, no, I'm not taking orders for you today. And so he's like, I know this is weird, but he's like, I. He's like, we're in a relationship. I like her. She likes me. Did it. This and I was just like, Gio, you just <laughs> the timing and place was has never been right once this entire episode. <laughs> starting from why are you ordering adult adult shop toys to your workplace the man has the man is awkward as hell but you know it's kind of touching even the executives are like drawn in by the confession or whatever and so um he was like the the boss is just like it's very provocative She's like, yeah, it's provocative. And from now on, we'll only be doing provocative stuff outside the office. And so they leave. They're walking hand in hand. He's like, um, he's like, you could have put all the blame on me. They're being cutesy or whatever. He's like, yeah, but it was worth it even if we get fired. She's like, fired? Who's going to get fired? And we cut to another, you know, audio uh, files being uploaded into their uh, message their group chat and it's audio of her fucking dickhead boss cheating on his pregnant wife with Mm -mm. another colleague and then another man um i guess using calling bar girls or sex workers with the company card so for those of you for the how the intern got all these audio files is his carrot pin that he uses throughout the movie as recording on it and so he would record instructions when he left that pin in the coffee room the night that Jihu and Jiwoo had their little play session, she knocked it over and turned it on. But she was like, if our conversation was recorded, there is most definitely more conversations. And that man was just like, the intern was like, Are you gonna? he's like, this will get me in trouble. She's like, you're going to quit anyway. <laughs> so save me since you want to, since you done made a, a mountain out of a molehill. Exactly. Give me the audio files. And so she's like, I double, triple dog dare y'all to fire me now. What? <laughs> and so basically they got three months cut pay and then the other two people got suspended. <laughs> and so both of our babies have their jobs. Um, Bestie and her worker are going out on a date. Intern moved to a bigger company and come to find out that he is the person that they've been talking to on the forum. We should have known he was not normal. Of course was, not. The way he was acting, like yeah, we should have known. We should have known. Calling so, her sexy when she was bossing him around. Of course, bruh, he was like intentionally trying to make Jihu jealous, and I was like. Sir, that was unnecessary. You're, you, but you fucked up with the email. <laughs> How you gonna be a forum person, but fuck up by sending reply all? What? And so you know, our two, our two little lovebirds are talking more. It seems that BDSM is a part, a normal part of the relationship. Um, they show us some cute scenes at the end. More barking. I was like, I thought we were going to get away with no more barking. Well, we got one more scene, but they're cute or whatever. And the movie ends. Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first reaction once the movie ended? 
um i thought it was pretty cute was not nearly as explicit as i thought it would be i don't know why i was thinking it was gonna be very explicit like literally so hyun is in this and i was like okay <laughs> i should know better yeah um, her company was not about to yeah there's no way um it wasn't really like cringe like it was just funny mm. like it was a very cute and funny like rom-com basically um yes and it low-key teaches you a lot about bdsm you don't Mm -hmm. know anything in a good way too it's not like a toxic exposure to it so yeah i thought it was pretty good maybe like a solid like seven yes in a world where 50 shades of gray exists 50 shades of gray 50 shades of gray exists it's nice to see bds in representations that's not um intertwined with crime a lot of people like to make people who are sexually deviants into murderers. Um, and that's just not the case. It was very, I mean, compared to most things, this was very vanilla. There was no explicit sex scenes, no explicit nudity scenes. It was a fun look at BDSM. And honestly, the fact that Jihu is not this kind of like charismatic rich man who's like, come into my dungeon is very appealing yeah. in the rom-coms in the rom-com um sphere for all intents and purposes he's low-key a himbo um he literally he really is <laughs> he's very cute <laughs> right jun young is adorable um my man has been through so much shit survival shows all that good stuff but he's a great he's a great singer and rapper and actor and i can't wait to see what else he does so i thought this was very um cute it was also nice to see consent displayed in your face <laughs> in a rom-com because even in rom-coms that aren't 18 plus consent is questionable <laughs> um so i thought this was a healthy interpretation of a bdsm relationship i definitely i gave it an eight because like i said it was not as bad as i thought it was going to be is the barking cringe absolutely yes. are there a little bit <laughs> is there a little bit more feet than i would like sure um but at the end of the day i think the the crew did a great job i think the actors did a great job it was easy to love the characters um and understand them if anything some people were disappointed some people who wrote the webtoon were disappointed that it wasn't a drama and honestly i don't think this would have lasted <laughs> as yeah, they couldn't have broadcasted it for too long <laughs> right even if it was like exclusive netflix i think a movie format worked better yeah i'm i think there were some side characters that got written out for the sake of it being a movie but i'd I don't think they were necessary. I guess Jihu had a lot more friends in the webtoons. Like he had a community of people who were also BDSM. And I was like, oh, okay, that would have been nice to see. But I think the people who made the movie realized that they had to have a little bit more of Jihu in the film than Jihu because it's just how rom-coms work. It's rare that you see a rom-com based on the male perspective. Um, though I feel like we got equal amounts of both characters, which was fun. I think this is a fun movie. This is not a movie you need to overanalyze. <laughs> Please, no, nope, like, not it at all. It takes the fun out. It takes the all the fun out of it. Um, but yeah, I would definitely watch anything else. I actually started watching Jinx at first, which is Sohyun's new drama with Nanwu. She has a she has a thing for working with male actors who do himbos. So <laughs> really? I haven't right. seen any of her stuff besides this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, Jinx at first is like a very basic, very basic rom com. Please don't <laughs> go in with high expectations. It's on ABS <laughs> two. Like set your expectations like out of five. It's truly a sixteen episode like <laughs> rom-com i think i got to like episode eight or ten and then they started getting angsty and i was like ah let me hold up but <laughs> she is a witch in this one so it's it's kind of fun i'll probably binge it once it gets done airing and it's almost done so yeah um we enjoyed love and leashes i recommend it don't overthink it and no it's not grotesque or overly explicit in any way um I think if you're interested in BDSM, this is a great first movie to watch. Also, don't learn BDSM through movies because most of them do it wrong. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, there are probably better resources out there. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Um. Right. This Saturday, we're continuing our 2000s movies journey. 
with one of my favorites, Surf Ninja. So we hope you come back Saturday for a Saturday episode and all the other content we have planned for August. Don't forget to hit the notification bell. Give us a five-star review. Uh, and you can come talk to us about Love and Leashes at Commented. Oh, Twitter at Commented. There we go. TikTok at Commented Podcast or our Discord. Um, until next time, I'm Tori. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye.